You're not investing in yourself. Don't even talk to me. Don't, don't, don't give me this sob story about, you know, again, I wish, and I'm telling you from somebody that's experienced, that's made, you know, very good income selling cars, hundreds of cars annually uh, for a top brand, managing stores at the highest senior level in, 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 the, in the sales side, um, that I wish I had invested more time learning. This is the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason, Jason Harris. Harris. Hey, what's going on, uh, Podcast Nation? It's Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions, and I have my guest tonight, Everell Reed with the Reed Method. Thank you so much, Everell, for taking your time and visiting with me tonight. Everell, for the people out there that don't know who you are and where you come from, why don't we hear that origin story that is Everell Reed? The origin story? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is thanks, Jason, for, for having me on your show. This is, this is amazing. Um, actually, you were supposed to be on my show first. But oh, I know. That's right. <laughs> so, Schedule. What am I doing here? Anyways, no, this is great. I um, Jamaican born. I always have to throw that in. That's good. Yeah. And, um, you know, published my first book, The Read Method, A Blueprint for Achieving Sales Mastery. And just like we were talking off mic earlier, I just started first few lines of my latest one, hopefully mm -hmm. to release it later uh, this year. But... I've been in the automotive industry, in the automotive space since 1989, mm -hmm. which uh, folks really ages me a bit. But 1989. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> 80s. You know, and I said to... Power windows I and locks were optional in 1989. Exactly. <laughs> and floor mats, okay? No, People, they were optional. Floor mats, body, and the right side mirror was the optional. right side mirror? <laughs> Now that's awesome. That's I would love selling a right side mirror. On the base Corollas and definitely on the Tercels, the right mirror, the passenger mirror was optional. The floor mats were optional. The body side molds and the radio was optional. Okay. So it is safe to say that you are a practitioner, sir. Yes. I, I think I've seen a few things. You've, <laughs> in, you've seen my, and sold a few things. In my time, yeah. So uh, recently we were at the... Uh, the uh, our first sales mastery workshop in Philadelphia, and mm -hmm. we talked about. I, m I mentioned to the crowd that I remember when we had the first airbag to show up in a car. <laughs> right, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. So uh, anyway, so I've been I've been in the automotive space for a long time, and yep. I've witnessed a lot of major evolutions in in the space, both on the in, in the in the autom automobiles mm -hmm. technology, um, not just in the cars, but in in the dealerships. <laughs> yep, like. I remember the first computer that we had at Aaron Park. Nice. <laughs> you know, the first software to, to work deals. So going back then. And um, yeah, so grew up in the sales space, um, became a manager very early at uh, age 23. Wow, that's cool. There, but yeah, 23. And uh, I just paid tribute to my mentor, uh, Paul Pearson, who recently passed away, mm -hmm. who had given me a shot as a young uh, sales manager when I was in my 20s. I was the youngest manager in all of Canada for Toyota. Wow. And that's a fact, folks. And I <laughs> did that cool. for five years. So um, so from Toyota, from Toyota, Lexus, and I, I dabbled with my own used car dealership for a couple of years. So I've done it all. And then I left the space for about eight years, did advertising and marketing, traveled mm -hmm. the continent, um, and learned a lot. I, I, I think I learned as much in the eight years out of the automotive space 
uh, as I did while I was in it because while I traveled extensively, I learned a lot about people in different markets sure. and how to sell in different markets. And you realize that it comes down to uh, you know, a couple of core factors uh, about success. Audiences have a lot to play with that, how we approach them, yeah. our language, our lingo, Absolutely. so on and so forth. Building so. that tr- immediate trust in communication and rapport and uh, yeah, solving problems. So you went from sales manager, you played manager, you mm-hmm. were, and you've always been at the dealership levels, always at the operations level, mm-hmm. always at the sales level, um, years of top salesperson, oh, yeah. numerous. In numerous years of top salesperson. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, what are you doing now? Well, today I am I'm still the top salesperson at our dealership. That's the one thing I love about you. You're still doing <laughs> yeah. what you talk about. That's I'm, awesome. I'm still doing it. And I'm still doing it because I do it at a high level. Yeah. Right? Um, if I sucked at it, there would be no point doing it. <laughs> <Right? That's> true. <laughs> and you can't really suck at it and then go write a book and publish a book about it and then do seminars. So... Um, Right now, I, I work in the space still actively, and it allows me to also, I, I published my first book, which I launched in the dealership. It was a great experience in the showroom. I had yep. a nice crowd of people there. And it's also allowed me to um, now create courses and create workshops and and a spinoff now to my own podcast, which we just recorded our 52nd episode. Congratulations. That's thank, awesome. Thank you. And you know and uh so so that was a spin-off from the book and and workshops and training sessions that we that we, we do now internationally you you yep. recently joined me in one that was fun in philadelphia and it was fun because <laughs> <laughs> it's like we swooped into philadelphia conquered the day and then left i flew in in the morning <laughs> speaking within 40 minutes of landing yeah. and then right back on the plane and not back out <laughs> Um, I have a lot of fun doing that, but I think, you know, we both have a passion for, you know, spreading, you know, opportunity and the knowledge that we have gained over the years. Uh, what I want to talk about in this particular session, and I think it's something that you both play in and as I I do as well is, you know, the salesperson, but how that role has really kind of changed over the last decade. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great opportunity to identify both you know, from your experience at the floor level and my experience in the operations and marketing level of what does a 2019, now that we are in 2019, it's crazy, it's crazy to say I know. That, isn't it? 2019. I remember you know, when we were doing 2018 and it seemed like a month ago, but it's supposedly a year ago. It's crazy. Yeah. So 2019, what does a salesperson, all right, look like in 2019? What are those habits? What are the things that they need to be paying attention to? Um, How has the consumer changed in a way that they need to approach differently than they have in years past? Well, I mean, there's a lot there that that salespeople need to adapt and change. Sure. Uh, There's a lot of evolution that's that's necessary, uh, especially with the way the economy is and the change in the manufacturers as well. Like some manufacturers are Mm -hmm. dropping uh, sedans, some manufacturers, a lot of them are creating electric vehicles. So what we're talking about now from a salesperson's perspective is, number one, they have to be out there more. They have to be develop personal brands. Uh, At our dealership, the personal branding is, we notice it a lot in um, you know, in our Google reviews, mm-hmm. like people will actually go on Google and pick off the sales rep 
based on the Google reviews or, or based on the fact that because we, they want to have that experience that's they want right. to have that good experience Google reviews gives them the opportunity to read about the experience that others have had with specific salespeople and yeah. they want to come in and have, and, sh and have the same experience yeah. um, it's a huge opportunity for them I find and I think that's what kind of the topic of where we're going to change this is that the salesperson in 2019 needs to do a lot less selling and a lot more branding a lot of branding Absolutely, and I and I recently watched a podcast. Uh, actually, it was just a, a Facebook Live mm -hmm. with Anthony, and he had a, a really um, a gentleman, an owner from Stanton, Virginia, uh, where I've actually sold a lot of ads. By the way, folks, I've <laughs> been to Stanton, Virginia, um, and he talked about how the, he encourages the salesperson to go out and take a picture of every. You know the latest used car that comes in, and just post it online. Just something post as simple it. as that. Just just something as simple as posting the latest used car. Uh, you know that that's that's coming to the inventory, and that alone, if you say a few words about it, can start to build your brand. Sure. Right, and then you may start to do a few videos, uh, and and slowly make your steps, but. The, the personal brand is important, whether you write a story, whether you take a picture or do a short video of a delivery, mm -hmm. um, those things are very important. But the salesperson today, which is why I've had some success, and this is something that I identified years ago, years ago, like I've been talking seven years ago when I returned to the yep. automotive space, was I basically started solving problems. Sure. You know, after being outside of the industry for, se for eight years, doing advertising and marketing, I returned to the automotive space and I realized that not much had changed in the salesperson's habits. And then, then I started having some immediate success and I'm like, why is this happening? Why? Now, was it was it a change in the process or was it a change in your approach? What what was the change that was different than what first you did previously? First, I didn't understand, okay. but then I listened to the clients and I started to understand what was happening and for example so we would send out these lease renewal letters yes and I, I i wrote about this in my in my in my book as well the read method um the letters would go out and all the salespeople, sales management owners everybody in the, the dealership would assume that the reaction from the from the clients or the or the existing or prospects would be because of price or because there's a new deal sure. or because they can get loyalty. And what I quickly found out that the reason people make the buying decisions today had very little to do with price or payments. Well, it's not a story. See, uh, I think what people need to understand, the salesperson, especially in 2019, needs to understand that people don't buy price. They buy stories. We collect yes. stories. Yes. The car we own, the clothes we wear, yep. the restaurants we go to, they're, they're, they're things, and they can be material things, but what we're actually collecting is we're actually collecting stories. Yeah. And what we want to do is we want to share those stories. So our value proposition, look, I have shirts that I've spent $45 on. I have shirts I've spent $245 mm -hmm. on. Is there any way that this shirt has that much difference in value? No, I'm sure the material is a little better or something, but, hey, but that, that, that's, 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 that's not the case, right? R really what it is is the story I bought into it. Absolutely. You know, and I've said this before, right? Absolutely. It's the story I bought into it. So here, here's the biggest takeaway, and this this is like doing a survey every time I do a lease, uh, a lease upgrade, mm -hmm. um, uh, sale, or or event. Yep. Is 
again, every time you'd think, oh, clients want to reduce their payment, clients want to do this, and a few of them will. So out of out of 10, two or three will say, yeah, I'm saving some money. Okay, that sounds like a good deal. But the other seven, the main reason people are making buying decisions today and what salespeople need to understand and listen for is that circumstances are changing. People's circumstances are changing fast. Sure. Whether it's a new job, they're moving, their family's grown, their family's shrunk, kids have moved, you know, gone to college. Those are the reasons. So you might call and say, okay, well, you know, we're going to upgrade you to another RX. We, you know, we're going to upgrade you from your one IS to a newer IS. Sure. And they'll say, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm glad you called because we were just thinking, you know, our, our, our son just got his license or, you know, we're having a new baby. We might need to go up to the RX. Yeah. So what, what I found was if you reach out to the clients, that's the first step is to well, keep that, it in that, touch. That's, that's the relationship That's the relationship portion. Right? It's like the, the story just doesn't end with a singular transaction. That's right. You need to continue to, I mean, there's multiple stories we buy. Look, when we're purchasing a vehicle, I don't just buy the story of the product. I buy the story of the product. Mm-hmm. I buy the story of the dealership. But I also buy the story of the salesperson. Of the salesperson. I yeah. own that salesperson, right? Yeah. I mean, how many times, and I'm sure you've probably heard this, uh, when your customers say, I got a car guy. Oh, of course. Let, let, me, <laughs> inter- let me introduce you to Everell Reed. He's my car guy. Yeah, he's my guy. Yeah. He, he's my guy, yeah. right? It's because... They've collected you as that story. They own that story. They want to share that story, yeah. right? But we have to continue to maintain that story over a period of time. Yeah. So they don't even, and they don't even call when they just want to buy a car. Sure. They'll call if they're looking for winter tires. They'll call if they're looking for an idea. Yes. Uh, to say, okay, what's a good car to get for my son? He just got his license. Do you have any used cars? You know, or where do I get a good deal on winter tires? But how do you get to that point as a salesperson? Mm-hmm. How do you get to that point where you're that source of information that they call you before they call somebody else? How do you do that? It's it's trust. It's so it's it's dealing with the initial circumstance mm-hmm. and creating unbelievable experiences from the very first uh, um, occasion. Sure. Okay, the very first time experience. Yeah. So it's the experience. Yep. Bottom line experience. Because it's about how you make people feel. You know, they'll forget about how much they actually spent. Yes. Okay. But they won't forget about how you make them feel. And one of the greatest things that I know that I have as an asset is the the unbelievable things that people say in their reviews or when they complete the surveys that Lexus will send out. They're not the normal or, you know... You know, Everett gave me a good deal, and yeah, he took care of us. We got a good trade-in value. No, it's 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 things that you would never imagine sure. that, that a client would say. Like, what would be some of those things? Well, it'd be like usually single words, it, right? Yeah, that it, describes their experience with you. Absolutely, they they would talk about experience. They they, yep. they, they would often use the word experience, the way they felt. Ah, so it's a feeling. There's a feeling. Okay. Well, 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 the feeling would be what? The feeling of transparency the, or the feeling of ease. Of, of ease. Sim- okay. Ease. So, so hassle free or, or you know, streamlining. I even read a review uh, a couple of days ago, and th- that's what people appreciate. And this, these are executives. Like yep. a lot of my clients are really high end executives, and they appreciate time. Yes. Okay. So time, yeah. you saved them time. All right. It was not as long of a process as they thought it was. See, see, here's the thing yeah. is 
the salesperson in 2019 is that you need to be your own brand. Yeah. I don't care what manufacturer you're working for. Yeah. I don't care what dealership you're going to end up you're going to end up working for. You as an individual as a brand. The beginning part of a brand is in a cornerstone. Either knowingly or unknowingly, Everald, you have very specific cornerstones. Yeah. All right. And I know that as you as a brand, if I buy into Everald Reed, the brand, I know that Everald's going to save me time. Yeah. Okay. I know that he is going to be transparent. I'm going to solve your problem. And you're going you're going to care about me as an individual, yeah. which I call customer centric. Yeah. Okay. I know that these are the three things I'm getting in you as a brand, regardless of what you sell or where you sell it, okay? These are the three things I'm buying to you as a brand. Hence, you become my car guy. Yeah. I think what it is is salespeople moving into 2019, they need to identify their own individual brand cornerstones. What makes them, them you know, fun to yeah. like, Look, um, we know a couple of people right now as salespeople are doing a great job of one of their brand cornerstones of being fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Uh, what was that guy that uh, raps? The Nissan, the yes, Nissan guy that raps, that right? Cool. That was a cool ass. He's just, he's just, that's his passion. That's amazing. That, that's him yeah. being fun. His brand is about that. I went so, back to YouTube to see a few more of his. It, it, it's yeah. fun. So, so, so the customer uh, gets to consume that, very similar to how they get to consume your reviews, and they get to understand what. Everell Reed or whatever the salesperson as a brand is. What am I getting into? I get to choose what my brand is. I don't only get to get to choose the the uh, manufacturer. I don't only get to choose the product, but I actually get to choose the salesperson that I'm ultimately going to do business with. Yeah. yeah. And especially in your specific line being luxury and you're working with a lot of executives up there, that is a it's big, a big deal. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, it's a big deal. And so you find that the, the best thing for salespeople today is whether you're starting out in the business or you're an, you know, an experienced rep, is to, to adapt. Number one, you have to be able to adapt to changes. Yes. You, you, you know, if you stick in your old ways, you will sell less and less vehicles, make less and less money, or you aim to solve problems. And that's all I really do. Sure. And solving a client's problem may take you a little bit of extra time. And, and I always say to clients, you know, in, especially in our demographic, when they come in, they, they, can, they can pretty much buy anything that we have cash. Sure. Um, Their some, level of disposable income. Oh yeah, some of them can buy the dealership. There's no doubt about that. Sure. But it, <coughs> and they'll say, well, I want to pay cash. You know, I'm here to buy a car. You know, how much? I, we don't lease. We don't lease. We've mm -hmm. never leased. We just pay cash. And you'll hear them make their, you know, assertive, you know, statements. And, and, and I'll say, well, let me show you why, you know. Here, here are the reasons why. I said, sure, I can do this quickly. I can do this deal in five minutes with you since it's a cash deal. Yep. Five minutes. However, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't offer you what I think is a better alternative. Sure. Right? And I can say that to them directly, just look in their eyes and say, I have a better alternative. I have a better solution for you. At least I will show it to you. And then you can make a better informed decision because I can easily do this now and I'll be done in five minutes. But where is the value to you if I haven't showed you what your alternatives are? Well, you, what you're doing is you're putting the customer's needs in front of your own. Yeah. Right. And and look, if, if we know this consistently, that if you do it for the customer, you always you're always the one that ends up winning. Absolutely. Right. Um, 
So, like I said, either knowingly or unknowingly, what you've done is you've created kind of a brand that kind of goes along with that. Mm -hmm. The cool thing is by identifying your brand and the, uh, the, the cornerstones that create your brand, and it gives your efforts direction. Yeah. Right, like, like, really think about it. You know, why does Everell Reed take this time to explain all yeah. of the options? It's because a part of your brand has to do with being customer centric. Yeah, you just like what you said. You wouldn't be doing your job if you don't go through these steps. It's a benefit. It's a benefit to them. It, it literally, it's a part of what that cornerstone is. It's part of yeah. the ever ever road ever real brand. brand. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's basically making sure that they, they, there's, you know, I've never had a client, and, and folks, I've seen this happen all the time where deals would go into the business office mm -hmm. and they would blow up into in the business office. Sure, we've all seen it. Okay. Yep. This has never happened to me in the last seven years. And, it, and I cannot remember a time in the past if ever in my career that it's occurred. So but definitely never in the last five, seven years since I've been back with Lexus. Yep. Because no one goes into the business office and said, Everell said this, or I misunderstood this, you know, let's call the deal off. Never happens. Because transparency is one of those cornerstones of your brand. Yeah. Right, you were completely transparent about the whole thing. In fact, maybe even overly transparent. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it clear what literally you're laid all out there. And it's pretty clear what the features are. Pretty clear what the benefits are. It's it, basically it's clear what the solution I crafted. So, transparency is part of your of your brand. Mm -hmm. Customer centric is part of your brand. How do you imply trust? How 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 do you get a customer to trust you? It's it's obviously a very important part of your brand. So how do you do that? I think by being open, by saying, here, here's the screen. I always basically show. Uh, I don't just talk. Mm -hmm. I show. I, I present. Yep. And I, and I say, here's why. Okay. It goes down to being transparent and right. being that customer-centric approach, yeah. right? Here's how this works. Here's why it's recommended. And here's why it's a better solution for you. So now taking those and letting those cornerstones kind of uh, define what uh, the Everell Reed experience is going to be, um, how do you, I mean, we know, and you know this as well, mm -hmm. is, is, is that um, there's never enough customers that are going to come through the door that's going to support what your goals and objectives are. You know you're not only just a sales department, you're your own sales department, you're your own branding department, but you're also your own marketing department, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So how do you market yourself to extend outside of just what the man of what the dealerships uh, marketing efforts are? Well, definitely number one is referrals. I do get a lot of referrals. Okay. Um, Key success moving it for a, for a salesperson in 2019 strategy. Let's talk about referrals. If if the first person you're selling to doesn't trust you, you won't be getting very many referrals. Very true. <laughs> so. Um, it, it, again, it's, it's about how you make them feel. And because people will go away and tell their friends, neighbors, and everybody how you made them feel. I um, was at the Chamber of Commerce event, a Chamber of Commerce event recently, and this gentleman that came up to me and he said, Everald Reed, you sold me my first car. And I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> this was 27 years ago. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was a kid. He bought like a Z24 used car that we had in a lot of like, they don't make those things anymore. <laughs> but it was a black one, I remember. 
And he goes, you sold me my first car, right? That's the type of impression you leave with people. Well, every single customer, and I think that's very much so, and something we should highlight here for any salesperson in 2019 that's either getting into the business or has been into the business, is that they, as an individual, I don't give a crap what brand they mm -hmm. work for, what dealership they work for, as an individual, they have full control of what that experience is going to be. Good, bad, or somewhere in between, all right, they have complete control of that. So I think there are some fundamentals that are important for sales success and mm -hmm. for that to come out uh, you know, in the experience. Mm -hmm. And number one, you have to love and trust the brand that you represent. Because if you're gonna be an ambassador, yeah, you have to be that ambassador. Live and breathe it, right? Absolutely. And if you if you're in a brand, if you're in a if you're in a with a manufacturer that you do not absolutely like, you won't buy for yourself. Number one, you got a problem. Sure. <laughs> okay. So, um, I have a Lex. I mean, there there are two Lexus in my driveway. Yep. Uh, th there's no way I'd buy something else. Because occasionally you get asked, oh, so what do you drive? <laughs> you know, there's my Ford over there. I'm like. No, you won't sell any Lexuses driving a Ford yep. or any other competitor. But the, but the bottom line is you have to you have to be in love with the product you sell, and you have to know why, because you'll be asked why. Why do you trust that product? Why do you drive? And you say, well, the philosophy. And philosophy. So when people ask me about why I like Lexus, it's not just because of the car. No, it's because of the philosophy of the brand. Yes. Right, so those things are important because you bought into that story. I, How can uh, someone, a consumer, coming in, all right, and you're going to sell them if you're not totally sold on the brand that you represent? Mm -hmm. How the hell are you ever going to sell that brand over to them that's if right. you're not fully into it? That's right. You know, me and you both know Paul the Dodge yes. Father. Yes. All right, talk about a perfect example, right? He's a good guy. Yeah, he lives and breathes his own brand. And, and that comes out in all of his marketing efforts, his videos, and his communications out to his sales and yeah. to his customers. So, so, so to be able to present like he does, and to be able to to be as passionate as he is, and as respectful as I am, to, like a lot of similarities between yeah, the two. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. He's more passionate. Yep. I'm more respectful to the brand. Yep. And and, and they're they're one and the same. Yep. It's just different flavors. But they're different flavors. It, it's chocolate and right? vanilla. Because like, there's literally not a difference. It's just whatever you prefer to, right. to, to eat. You know, and, and if you have respect for something, you can say, well, I believe in this. And yes. here's why. And, and and respect is a big word. Because when you can respect the, the philosophy. The key thing is the passion. Is the passion. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but, but you know, I, I, I fully believe in, number one, transparency yep. uh, as a salesperson. Uh, definitely, if you don't believe, it's going to show. Yep, 100%. Um, so that's very important. And if you are offering a solution that you wouldn't buy into, that's going to show. And if you are not aiming to solve a problem and to, you know, um, one of the phrases I used that I learned about was um, relieving the pain. Sure. That you know, or, or solving the problems and relieving the pain that the, that the car or the experience may cause. Mm -hmm. So when your client leaves, you've solved the problem, you've answered the questions, you've set them up for, you know, on the, the next 100,000 kilometers. Yep. And there's an expectation of how that experience will be. 
It's an ongoing communications. Yeah. So look, I mean, just to recap so far, what we talked about to really kind of truly be successful in 2019 as a automotive car salesman, you need to embrace yourself embrace as a brand. Brand infrastructure. Understand that you control the experience for the consumer, mm -hmm. good, bad, or somewhere in between. Right? You need to ask for the referral, but to do so, you need to earn the right to do so. Absolutely. And by creating a strong brand, providing a good experience, you'll have the right to ask for that referral. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about that ongoing communications, which we kind of hinted on so far. Yeah. What does an ongoing communication strategy look like for you? Yeah, and for me, this is different. Um, you know, it's not the normal send out letters, emails, mm -hmm. you know, follow up strategies that you know are typical uh so for example i just ordered some auto show tickets for a lot of my clients okay cool right so that's one of my <laughs> communication strategies right there i'm gonna say hey <laughs> you know uh, you know take well, your, what you're doing is you're showing appreciation yeah exactly so they can take their son their child their significant other and go hang out for a day look at all the new fancy cars um so that's showing appreciation we also, as a dealership, which is a very unique of our dealership, yep. um, is we spend a lot of money on our clients in terms of enhancing their experience with us. We have uh, events every year. Okay. Uh, two, three, sometimes four events. Appreciation events. Appreciation Customer events. Appreciation where we, we take them out somewhere that's very, very lavish or... You know, whether it's lunches, dinner, events, uh, sporting events, uh, entertainment events. Um, but, the <coughs> overall, but the overall theme is that you're showing the love, all right? We're engaged. Yes. Yeah. We're engaged constantly with, with our clients. And it never ends. Yeah. Look, I, I think way too many salespeople, either old or new or whatever, is that they get into a singular transaction. All they're looking at is that singular transaction, yeah. not the opportunity for the five or six transaction that can potentially happen Here, over the next six to seven years. Here's, here's one tip I'll leave with you folks. If you want to sell more vehicles and be a different, to elevate your brand and to elevate your, your, your you know, profession mm -hmm. in 2019, literally... Take the ball from the client and solve the problem. Become that trusted person that is the reliable one. Mm -hmm. um, I've sold many cars to the same people over and over and over. And they are not the ones that initiated the conversation. I am the one that says, hey, um, I can upgrade your vehicle. Here's why. Or I don't even ask. It's almost like I don't even need permission sometimes. But the key is because you're you're their trusted yeah. car guy. Yeah. The, 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 the information that's coming from you, the offer that you're offering to them at the time, is not with the intent it's just not. to make another transaction. Yeah. It's because you have developed out this level of trust yeah. with them so that you can have this conversation. And you're absolutely right. Lexus is not necessarily known for changing their vehicles on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm sure... How many times have you sold the same, the same car model? Oh my God. All right. Three, four times. <laughs> okay. I've sold three, four of the same style RXs to the same clients. Okay. Or the IS or the NX. Yep. The NX has been out four years. I know one lady, she's had three. The only reason they're doing that is because they trust you as an individual. And there's a standing order. My clients will literally say, there, there, there are a few of them that would say, well, Everald, you know where to find me when you need a deal. Or... 
You know where I stand. I'm always good with this. It's it's almost like fashion, folks. It's almost like the new, you know, when there's a new color or a new yep. gadgets or new technology in the car, um, you don't have, as long as you make the numbers make sense to them, you have a client. There are so many times. Here's another cool thing. There's so many times we've been one or two or half a dozen deals away from month end, month end or year end targets. And there are go-to clients that I can call and say, okay, we need a deal or two. And if the numbers make sense, it's not a matter. I mean, you can't ask them to pay $200 more just because you want to hit the target, but you know, a month rather. But if it makes sense, they will literally do it for you. Yeah. I have tons of those clients. Because you've earned that right. Because I've earned that right. You developed that that brand. Yeah. All right. You've maintained that trust, that transparency, and that customer-centric approach to them. And it's not about it, test driving or no. presentation. It's about, okay, here's a solution. Here's how it improves your situation. And let's go. I mean, what else can we really kind of put out there for 2019 okay. um, uh, for, for these salespeople? What do you got? Number one, they have to invest in themselves. It's ah, a, there it's, we go. There we go. That's an important one. I like yeah, this. It, it, it's massive. Yeah. Uh, today, I, I wish, folks, I'm turning 50 this year. I, I'm actually proud of that for whatever <laughs> reason. Um, I wish I started reading more books 40 years ago. Sure. Okay. Because even though I published a book, I hadn't really picked up and read that many books in my lifetime. And only recently, in the last year, I've read a dozen. What are some of the most memorable ones you've run? Well, you've read recently. You know, I keep th- th- this book is only fifty-five minutes long, and it's uh, "As a Man Thinketh" by James Allen. And I think the reason I keep going back to this book, even though it's so short, I can listen to it on the way to work. Yeah, <laughs> back and it's done, <laughs> right? Is because it talks about opening up your mind and how the mind is so powerful. And, you know, and, and there's one phrase uh, from it that I remember, you know, men are anxious to improve their circumstances, but are unwilling to improve themselves. Mm-hmm. They therefore remain bound. So <laughs> pretty cool. I dig that. Yeah. So so if you're not willing to be intentional, like you say, and yes. that's and that's kind of one of the, my um taglines on my podcast is being intentional is if you don't want to be intentional uh, not much is going to change for you no everything that everything that we talked about up to this point don't doesn't organically happen it just doesn't naturally happen yeah it doesn't naturally happen with a specific customer you actually have to be intentional about creating that experience about maintaining that brand and that brand efforts you have to be intentional about asking for that referral you have to be intentional about those communications showing that love, giving that appreciation, yeah. not just at the point of transaction, but over the course of the lifetime of that customer. You, you, you have to be intentional on all these yeah. things or nothing ends nothing, up happening. Yeah. yeah, so definitely intentionally um, investing in yourself. And that that doesn't necessarily mean buying every book and reading it. There's videos, there's seminars. Yeah. Um, it always puzzles me when, you know, so you'll say, okay, here's a course, here's a you know a training seminar, and it's a hundred dollars. Um, they won't go, or they won't attend, or invest, but then they'll complain about 
you know, the sales for the month or the sales oh, for the year. Look, don't get me started. We could do an entire podcast <laughs> about salespeople's complaint, yeah. sell, sales individuals' complaints, yeah. right? I have absolutely no patience in yeah. any way or form about uh, So that's about the biggest thing. If you're right. not investing in yourself, don't even talk to me. Don't, don't, don't give me this sob story about, you know, again, I wish, and I'm telling you from somebody that's experienced, that's made, you know, very good income selling cars, hundreds of cars annually. Uh, for a top brand managing stores at the highest senior level in 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 the in the sales side, um, that I wish I had invested more time learning at a, at an earlier age, because it's not you know and you don't have to learn about sales. You could read any book, you could sure. watch any video, you could listen to any type of seminar, <coughs> and it's the other things that you'll pick up. You know, like I did from As a Man Thinketh and or, you know, the greatest salesman in the world or, mm -hmm. you know, think and grow rich. Um, I'm just just I just finished reading the seven habits of in seven habits of influential people. Let me see what successful of successful people. Yep. And how to how to win friends and influence individuals. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, these are all the books that I've been reading lately. And, um, you know, I, I just can't wait to read the next one. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't a guy that loved reading <laughs> books in the past. So, yeah, but it, it just opens up your mind. It gives you perspective. Well, it's like if you're going to be in this business, own your craft. Right? Yeah. Own your craft and continue to develop out your craft. Absolutely. I mean, if, you've, if you're just now getting into the business, all right, or if you've been in the business for years, if you're not taking the time to continue to develop out yourself as an individual, and folks, do not expect your dealership to do this no, for you. It, it is your responsibility. Yeah. Going back to what we talked about earlier, it is your, yeah. your brand. It's your experience that you're giving to the customer, not your dealerships. Yeah. Do not expect that they're going to do this for you because in most cases, they won't. Yeah. Dealerships will rarely um, hire sales trainers. Um, I know that for a fact. Because well, very much so up here where we are. Yeah. Now you understand me coming from where I am in the states. Yeah. It's not the case at all. It's not the case. Yeah. You know, it, but it, for some reason, it seems to be an anomaly up here. Yeah. Is that we do not take. We have no issue. Um, and I'm just talking from the operations, the dealer ownership level. Yeah. We have no issue complaining about lack of salespeople. But then on the other hand, we spend no time or money investing in their development of them as an individual. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, um, so there's several, there's several, you know, best practices or, you know, new habits um, yes. that one should adapt for 2019. Definitely branding. Uh, I'm going to do more of that myself. We talked about that before yeah. uh, off here. Um, definitely invested in yourself, spending more. And, and time management is a big deal for me this year. Yes. Um, it has to be because... You don't it's hand in hand with being intentional, right? Yeah, like yeah. You, you got to you got to be intentional about your time. You don't you don't have to go to work, um, uh, folks, and spend the twelve hours a day there to, to, to sell, the or to meet your goals. No, um, you know whether you're working in the gym and family time, you know personal time is always important and investing you know time investing in yourself. Uh, but time management is very important. So I would I would say definitely personal development. Best definitely learn how to manage your time. Definitely learn how to set goals, uh, to be intentional, and to to develop a strategy where you're helping to solve problems. And forget about trying to sell a car. Uh, 
you know, listen to your clients more and try to solve problems, create solutions, well, in, memorable It's creating solutions. the experience. Yeah. That's and, what it is. And, and, and the thing that we talk about, you know, and I deliver this a lot in my sales mastery uh, workshop is about creating unbelievable experiences. Where memorable. Memorable. Unbelievable. Yes. So not, not unbelievable, but bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I get what you're saying. It's memorable experiences, yeah. not only at the point of sell, but also through the appreciation that you show over yes. the course of time. Yeah. Like the only reason that you're able to do what you do. Yeah. And that's the one thing I, I always push salespeople to understand is appreciate every single one of those transactions, both past, present, and future, yeah. because it is those transactions, it is the, those individuals coming in and laying down their money that allows you to go home, mm-hmm. all right, put a roof over your head, pay for those groceries, take those vacations. Without those customers, you'd have nothing. Yeah, so you guys need to show a little love. Yeah, absolutely. And grind. <laughs> yes, well. Don't be lazy. I, I think that's one thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, moving forward, look, if, if you're if you're going to play in this space, which we'll is continue to get more and more and more competitive, yeah. right? Uh, Lexus is not so much, but I'm just, uh, I'm thinking locally, there are over 30 Nissan dealerships within less of a draw, an hour drive yeah. of where we are right yeah. now, okay? Not only do I have to uh, choose the brand or, or the dealership that I'm going to do business with. I also have to choose the individual out of those 30 locations. There's a lot of different salespeople that can sell me a rogue. Why do I buy a rogue from you specifically? That's going to make a world of difference. Absolutely. And if you're not investing in yourself to figure out why and how you can be different, um, you won't be very successful. You'll you'll have sales going to people that actually create those experiences. Yes. So creating the experience, hey, let's do less selling, let's do more branding. More branding. All right. And I think ever and the individuals that do that do that success successfully yeah. and make the commitment to investing in themselves, yeah. being intentional with their times, yeah. they're the ones that are going to crush it moving into the next year. Yeah, use your Facebook page instead of uh, socializing so much and post post uh, articles, post uh, pictures of cars. Sure. Um, share um, new you know, new um, technology. Yep. Uh, whatever and uh, build your personal brand yeah. that's good hey thanks uh, Avril I really appreciate you the time uh, to come out it's, I know it's late so thank you so much for taking the time and spending with us tonight um, I hope the audience I know actually the audience got a lot of value in what you have to say let's just do our quick shameless plug where can people find you online well they can definitely find my personal brand The Read Method uh, international uh, at thereadmethod.com um, and my book is The Read Method, uh, A Blueprint for Achievement Sales Mastery. And my podcast, which you're going to be on. <laughs> yes, I will be on the next guest, one. Yep. Uh, pretty soon is The Read Method Insider um, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and all over those places. So you can just find, you can easily find me on uh, Facebook as well or on LinkedIn. Okay, hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, Everold Read on LinkedIn, and uh, let's connect. All right, guys. Hey, Podcast Nation, that you guys heard it here. That's how you connect with Everald. I encourage you guys to do that. He is a true practitioner in the craft that he has chosen for for so many years. Everald, thank you thank so you much sir. for your time, man. I appreciate really appreciate it. you having me. Yes, and uh, the DDS beer. You like the DDS beer? <laughs> a lot lawyer, logger. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Thanks, Everald. Okay.